and welcome back to the Hits the Tray podcast, your all-encompassing Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Trey Brown. You can find me on Twitter at Trey Browntown or at Hits the Tray OKC. The Thunder just lost a tight one, a controversial one in Oklahoma City at the Chesapeake Energy Arena, 97-95 to the visiting Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, got a little bit of a different episode for you guys today. Going to have a guest on this program in store for you guys, this is my friend Charlie Bury. He's one of the most knowledgeable basketball minds I get to talk to on the regular. Very excited to have him on the podcast today. He is a Bucks fan, uh, so we have a, a great post-game report for you guys. Uh, and without further ado, here is my conversation with Charlie Bury. Charlie, how are you, my friend? going on my man i'm good i'm good we got the place to ourselves tonight we We certainly do we're gonna let the listeners in on a little secret we're roommates whoa hey i said you were a good get pulling back the curtains i am i was available tonight draft express's own charlie (laughs) bury and your and your credentials um yeah, so we, uh, Charlie, uh, as I should mention before we start uh, our conversation tonight, is a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Uh, I, of course, uh, as you guessed, am a Thunder fan, if you've ever listened to this podcast. Um, Thunder uh, just lost a controversial uh, game against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at home at Chesapeake Energy Arena, 97-95. to It's the will of the Lord. The <laughs> will of the Lord. Will of the deer, apparently. <laughs> a little away cooking from the officials tonight. You play with some antlers, you might get poked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're fearing the deer, and we're fearing the officials a little bit more. Yeah, um, no, I mean, that was an obvious, uh, <laughs> obvious, obvious bad call, but, you know, we'll... we'll we're, we got a couple of those coming our way, so it all balances out. Oh, no doubt. And that was a great game. Great game. All, all things considered. Great game. Highlight plays from both sides. Some uh, shit talking. Some I, shit I, talking. You know, I don't know. We didn't really talk about this. I feel like these squads didn't like each other, which was kind of rare for a... For yeah, a, it was weird. Like, uh, I remember last year, I, I mentioned this before when we were watching the game, but like the game that we watched together... You the Bucks won like on a close margin of like down to the wire kind of victory, and the ones I watched by myself were these like big blowouts. The one we watched together last year, there was a lot of hate from the Bucks crowd in their arena yeah. because Russ was doing the Aaron Rodgers discount double check <laughs> right. uh, arms yeah. and really antagonizing the uh, the Milwaukee crowd. Um, so that might have had something to do with it. Can we, does there, Russ, now I'm not, not taking nothing away from, from Russ's greatness as a player. Yeah. As a human being, does Russell Westbrook have emotional issues? <laughs> does he have a disorder? <laughs> but like, if he were to go to a psychologist, would something come back? Like, would they put him on something? I think Russ is uh, a great guy, but I don't think he is a great guy to interview if you're someone that's like in the media. I don't think he's a great guy to compete against head-to-head sure. in the sport of NBA basketball. But I'm just talking when he loses his mind and screams <laughs> and like you just it's, you just wonder like if... At what point does it become, this is just a man unhinged? (laughs) You're not mad at the ball, you're mad at your dad. (laughs) Right, right? Come on, Russ. No, yeah, there's probably probably a little touch of that in there, but it's what drives him. No, yeah, no, he's great. He's one of the all-time greats. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But uh, he's just, I watch him and I just, 
I feel like if, if you're one of the all-time greats, you probably have a little touch of that. Like, I'm motivated for non-natural reasons. Sure. I'm like, sure. I'm so driven that I'm going, to, you know, it's because of something kind of weird and dark right. that we don't know right. about. Hey, but we can speculate as fans. Yeah, no, I, I want to speculate. That's that's my role here is mental illness speculator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Let's get a little bit to, like, the game story. I guess Um, the Thunder in this one really got out to a real rocky start. Uh, I believe the largest margin that the uh, Bucks had in their uh, in the points column was twenty two. Came out, we came out stroking them from beyond the arc. Absolutely. Can you do? Can you let your audience in on your impression of Carmelo Soprano? So we have a player out out (laughs) for Thunder fans who may not know named Tony Snell. And Trey does a spot on Carmela yelling at her husband, Mr. Soprano, every time Tony Snell hits a three-pointer. Would you mind hitting, hitting us with that? With my uh, Carmela Soprano? With Carmela Soprano. Um, okay. Whatever the time. Whatever, whatever you feel like it. Okay. So you don't want me to do it? <laughs> no, now. I just felt like you, you, you. I felt like you were. Okay. You were backing up. Towny. 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 So I, I was screaming that after every Tony, uh, Tony Snell three pointer. Towny. <laughs> and um, it's become a tradition amongst Trey and I whenever we're watching Tony Snell play basketball. So. Yeah, you know, you can adopt that if you uh, if you so choose. If there's any Fox fans that happen to be Yeah, here. just think just picture Carmela and scream it in a shrill voice <laughs> after every uh Snell triple. Yeah. It or even, you know, a uh, maybe a Tony Parker turnaround. Tony Parker, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Tony you can Mitchell. yell Tony. Uh yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the Thunder were down uh considerably 22 at one point. Um Offense was not really clicking for OKC with Paul George out of the lineup tonight. Um, we lucked out. What's that? We lucked out with no PG today. No PG tonight uh, really hurt us um, just in regards to our rotation. Alex Abrinas got the start tonight. He did not start the second half. Uh, Abrinas still in a bit of a, sh- a slump, both in regards to his shooting and his defense overall, I'd say. And uh, his facial hair. And his facial hair really needs to shave still that slumping. shit. <laughs> you know, I just thought of this when when he pronounced. Does he pronounce his own name, Abrines? Does he do Abrines? that? When, I guess you probably never hear him interviewed where he says his own name. I don't think he ever says his own name. Um, there might be some sort of starting lineup video in our history that has that. Oh right, uh, him saying his name. I just wonder if he's if he lisps it up when he pronounces it. That's just. Um, I, I can't. I can't really do an Abrines, okay. but it's not. It's not like your. Stereotypical I'm from Spain. Right. You know, like, I, I kind of live on Ali Abrine. Okay. Our racist ass color our, our racist ass play by play guy, Brian Davis, always says, Si senor It's knocked unconscious. Looks like he's having a siesta. <laughs> By the way, yeah. since you mentioned them, dude, so Trey and I watched the Bucks broadcast. Shout out uh, Marcus Johnson um, and Jim Paschke on Fox Sports Wisconsin. But for that last play, which we'll get to, the controversial step out of bounds, uh, I watched the highlight of your duo. Oh, my God. Holy moly. Y'all, <laughs> they... those fellas need to take a deep breath. <laughs> 
and realize that there is more to life than it, you. It sounded like <laughs> like they just got news that like their whole family had been killed. <laughs> yeah, like it was so somber. You know, I'm trying to remember the exact line. It was like Brian Davis said something like. Um, um, oh, I could. but the officials call this one a win, or yeah. like, and we have to go. Yeah, home. yeah. It was like we should be going to overtime, but instead we're going, going home. home. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! It is late December here. First of all, like we're not. This isn't like a loser has to leave the NBA fucking match. Like it was just, it was too sorrowful. Yeah, but um, for a man who's called like hundreds of right? NBA games right? I mean, in his career, but. Uh, but yeah, we, we started, we were up, and then I told you, we were watching, I was like, yo, we're going to blow this lead. This is what we do. Yeah. So uh, you guys came storming back. We came storming back, uh, mostly due to the efforts of Russell Westbrook. Russ was, Russ uh, was dirty, man. Finally getting his mid-range shot going in that um, in that second half. Screaming uh, at our bench, making threes. <laughs> the dunk. Yeah. So the crazy dunk. One of the plays of the year where he just... Just eviscerated Thon Maker, the 28 year old Sudanese refugee Thon Maker. Um, and Thon, by the way, Thon seems like a great guy. But, um, shout out Thon. Shout, shout, shout out Thon, the whole Met Maker family. I just wish he was not on our team. And that's fine. That's fine. Is it Maker or is it McCurr? So, you know. It is McCure or McCure or whatever, but he wants it to be Maker uh, because it's easier. Everyone sounds dumb as hell when they have to like pause for a beat and say Thon McCure, <laughs> and like that's the right way to pronounce it. It's yeah. just like no one fucking needs that. Yeah, yeah. So the, like apparently he 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 finally let someone know the correct pronunciation of his name and all way after the fact last year yeah, yeah. like well like months into well fun maker is so much fun to say well that's what his teammates the, his teammates were all like dude you're blowing it here because with the way the marketing is and everything yeah. in the future thon maker, maker shot taker sh- yeah it's yeah. just everything just kind of rolls off the tongue with yeah. maker and when yeah. you have to like like brace yourself and get into some weird McCure, it's just like <laughs> it, it doesn't flow like that yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's awful for his brand. Yeah. Well, his game is worse for his brand. <laughs> but God bless him. Hard yeah. Goal. Hard goal. Uh, but we came back um, due to uh, some of those adjustments as well. Uh, Houston, like I said, starting that second half gave Josh us a little Houston's. bit more length. You know, when Milwaukee, I noticed uh, a lot of their ball screen action when, like, Robertson would have to be screened off of Giannis, then Hustis would be there, and vice versa, depending yeah, on where the action you was know, coming. You know, he was impressive, and you called it, because you were, Dude, like... We, the whole OKC fan base knows about Hustis. Yeah, does, like, I didn't know. Yeah, because yeah. you were, you were like, man, why is Abrinas in there? Hustis should be in there. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, in my mind, I kind of felt like, whatever, they're both kind of these interchangeable... No, Hustis uh, rules. He's yeah, Hustis. Yeah, he was impressive, man. And yeah. uh, the fact that y'all declined his rookie year option, I have no is, idea. Uh, is a head scratcher. That's a that's a for sure head scratcher. I um, I don't know what we're gonna do because you know, like I've said before, even on this podcast, the market is going to be terrible for next year's free agents, especially RFAs. Right. There's not gonna be a lot of money. However, 
if you're a three and D wing, yeah, if you're good. someone that can block shots, switch on to multiple positions, it's like you're gonna get more than two point three million dollars totally, totally. next year. Somebody's gonna <laughs> really like like what they get from him. Oh, totally. San Antonio, whoever. Right. It's just gonna be like, oh right. right, now we have another fucking You know what's crazy, man, is like this is kind of off track a little bit, but I was looking at the deals that were signed this sum this past summer. Yeah. After the huge boom two years ago. Yeah. And uh, speaking of three and D wings, Jonathan Simmons is on a crazy, crazy good deal. Six Jinx. million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's right? that's an awesome deal. Tyreek, Tyreek. three yeah. million? Yeah. Are you kidding but, me? But Simmons is locked in for three years at like a, a bargain. Now for him, yeah, you know, dude paid his way onto a D league. Tryouts, so he'll, he'll so take he, it. Yeah, yeah. But when you but look he's a good player. Good player, uh, unbelievable value. He's averaging like sixteen a game. Like yeah. man, I would I would take his ass in a second. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you know maybe Mister Houston is is looking at a. I mean he's certainly looking at a big pay payday this summer. Yeah, I mean at least you know I pay Houston six million to sit on my bench. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but luckily we. We aren't, but that's our that's our biggest concern right now. Is really I'm paying just... six million to be my mentor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is a pretty funny guy. Like, uh, there's another. I want to sh- shout out um, uh, the former host of Locked On Hunt Thunder, uh, Fred Katz, used okay. to bring Houston onto his podcast. They would they would have some fun conversations. They still do now and then on a on a different podcast. Okay. But um, well, we're yeah. shouting out locked on. I'm just gonna go ahead and shout out locked, locked on, on bucks, bucks. <laughs> Mr. Frank Madden and Eric. Hey, Lane. let's just let's just shout out the entire locked on it <laughs> NBA podcast network. <laughs> let's shout out David Locke. Let's. You know what? I told you this, uh, and I feel like seven people Can will just get this reference. Use this podcast to. <laughs> yeah, can, this is our uh, this is our uh, tryout for the locked on network. <laughs> locked on train char. <laughs> I had a dream where David Locke was being viciously beaten up on the street. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, this is your Martin Luther King Jr. This is, I had a dream. The creator of the Locked On Sports Network was beaten in was the streets. beaten senseless. Uh, and it's, it's insane that I would even have David Locke to dream about <laughs> as someone who was being beaten up on the streets. But uh, that is true. <laughs> that is true. But, uh, it's, uh, it's safe to say we watch a lot of basketball. We do. We're some hoop heads. <laughs> some damn hoop heads over here. Um, okay, so let's get to, I guess, the final portion of this game. Um, we're, we're back in. We, we, we cut it within, you know... We tie the ball game ultimately, but it's just it's a it's a long process, uh, getting there. The controversial call uh, in question uh, happened uh, after a, um, a a Westbrook three to tie the game. Milwaukee inbounded the ball. Giannis caught it. Robertson got hurt on the previous play, so Josh Hustis is in. Um, he forces Giannis uh, to go baseline, uh, and Giannis's foot. Uh, slid out of bounds. Uh, there was a no call. Uh, Giannis then went up for one of the most amazing athletic dunks I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I'm pretty sure Westbrook even got a piece of that, but it did not matter yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Giannis just thro- uh, flushed force. it on his head with and you, force. And you know what I appreciate about Giannis? Unless, unlike Russ, who 
And I like to give Trey shit. Russ is great. I know Russ is great. He, <laughs> Russ, I, and I know Russ is flawed. Right. But Russ, you know, you can say he's so amped up and he's so competitive. But he also does some kind of jackass things. Like when he dunks on someone, he'll scream at the bench. He'll yeah. yell. He'll go insane. Yeah. Giannis finished, gets a game-winning dunk on Russ. Nothing. Does not say shit. Doesn't <laughs> even look at him. Goes back to... And, and that's it, more badass. You think? Uh, to me, it is, man. I think it's that and his long-ass complicated name that hurts <laughs> <laughs> him and his, <laughs> his branding a little bit. But, like... You know, Giannis gets intense. Giannis is psycho in his own regard. Yeah. I mean, he gets so intense. That it's just, I agree that Westbrook sometimes goes overboard, and sometimes it leads him to make bad mistakes if he feeds into that little adrenaline, whatever he taps into mm-hmm. uh, thing. But I'd just rather have that than, like, uh, and I, I hate to pick on Harden because our, our fan base is so ruthless. Uh, Are they really? On James? On James in this four-game skid that the Rockets have been on, but it's like... Because y'all, like, shouldn't hate Harden because you trade No, him. and I think reasonable Thunder fans do not. It's just, like, uh, it's just this whole, like, Rockets have so much salt about, like, last year's MVP, uh, and then we have, like, Beverly, who is no longer there. Right. You know, there's just, like, an, enough history there that, like, if shit goes down, like, Russ was playing very poorly to start the season. So yeah. there's a whole lot of Rockets come out of the woodwork, say, like, uh, hey, who would you vote for MVP now? Right. Or, you know. You know what's funny, man? You guys are both, Rockets and Thunder are both some salty-ass organizations. <laughs> yeah. And I look at both yeah. of you, and I'm like, fuck you. We have hardly been in the playoffs, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, like yeah. we have been a miserable franchise for years. No, very spoiled fans for both fan bases, and, and always with some some chagrin about. First of all, Maury for Houston is always. I like the dude, but he's yeah. always bitching about something about they're not being recognized. Sometimes he just comes off as like a smart ass. Yeah, like, I mean, he and he is. Yeah, he is like literally a smart. ass. Yeah, you know, yeah. but but yeah, thunder thunder fans with your uh, <laughs> with the grudges you hold and oh totally, it's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd rather have fan bases that are just like <laughs> than like fan bases that don't care. Yeah, not saying the Bucks don't care. No, lately we've had some good fans. I mean, for years the the Bucks. Fan, it was like fucking depressing. Yeah. It was like a third division game in like Siberia. Right now, you're like fan interaction, fan like the Bucks fans themselves are awesome. The like the in arena stuff that you guys have, the yeah. shade that you throw at different players, like yeah. Yeah. whether it's them SoundCloud rapper for Damian Lillard yeah, or yeah. like. They well, we have a very devoutly like loyal core group of fans who've been through hell yeah (laughs) um and it's great and and the thing about milwaukee is people when the bucks are rolling like the bradley center is one of the noisiest best places to play yeah and the fans do come out you know yeah um but um but for years it's just been it's just been so rough but you guys like Y'all are on some like mega church, yeah. fucking like, like ready to be called up to to see Jesus type passion, and yeah. um, I think it maybe 
you know. You know, we, like Portland seems like a good mix of like a they're little, cool yeah. and they're into it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and um, you guys just lack the cool. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, before the statement unis this year, there was literally nothing cool <laughs> about yeah. our brand. Yeah. No, I I would love to see a game in Chesapeake, man. That would be. Yeah. It is, it is awesome. Uh, I haven't been there in years now. I went to go see the Thunder in their preseason opener this year, but that was in Tulsa at a different okay. uh, arena. But uh, it's, it's really nice. It's really new is the thing, so it's just like really clean looking and big, obviously. Yeah. But um, right. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, man. It's real loud. Yeah, I can. <laughs> and it's always it's, packed. It's, it's just like I've never been there when it's not been a sellout. Okay. Yeah. Wow, man. And that's, you know, Russ, is, Russ has signed his five-year deal, so that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Absolutely. And, like, I could, you know, I couldn't have been happier. Sure. <laughs> Just, like, when that news sure. dropped, it was, like, so late in the offseason, like, days before the deadline for him to do it. Yeah. Um, it, like, took a week of training camp before he was convinced, like, okay, I'll, right. uh, I'll sign. And, like, finally we have, like... Because when Kevin left, you know, all all of the other shit, plus, like, oh, shit, now our best player in franchise history really kind of did his 30, and we can't right. really celebrate this, man. Like, we don't have a lot left here to celebrate. Oh, wait, right. we have this other right. all-star yeah. who's amazing. Yeah. So, finally, he's there. He's our legacy guy. So, That's even right. if he leaves after five years, it's like, okay, yeah. whatever. You're 34. You yeah. <laughs> You're 34, Russ. We, he now needs you gave to us be, your best years. Needs to be in a straight jacket for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Well, another legacy guy that I think will go down as a legacy guy. Yeah. We were talking about before we started recording was, I, I'm, I, I'm one of the biggest, as far as non-Thunder fans, uh-huh. I'm one of the biggest fans just of Steven Adams. Oh, totally. Um, and, and he, like, I, I love, I, you know, I'm kind of a throwback fan in that I just love watching big fucking dudes, like, elbow each other yeah. and set, like, semi-dirty screens and, um, you know, just just set picks that have dudes reeling. Yeah. And so like Steve Adams just encapsulates all of that. And yeah. um, you know, we were talking earlier about how I think that he should get more touches than he even does because he has really good hands and he's he's very skilled around the basket. Yeah. Um, you know, not in the sense of like you dump it down to him like he's Shaq, but pick and rolls and rim runs and lobs and stuff like that that totally. just get him more shot attempts. And, uh, so we started throwing around like, is he a top five center? Well, let's think about it. And, and Nikola Jokic's name came up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I said, I would, if I was the thunder, I would not trade Adams for Jokic. And I think Denver would actually be better with Adams than with Jokic. And I think like a lot, most people would say like, that's crazy, but I, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, Jokic is is too soft and too Serbian. <laughs> <laughs> and Adams is just the right amount of Kiwi. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Um, he's got that Tongan warrior blood running through his I veins. Wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say you'd be wrong, and I feel like Mike Malone would be happier coaching someone like Adams to fit what he's trying to do on offense. Yeah, because you could run Jamal Murray off screens. Like you could, yeah. I mean, the, the spacing. That, now, they, now Jokic, they lose a lot of playmaking. They do, like, but, like, lot. but like, do you want that from your seven-foot dude? Like, I don't think so. I think he's awesome. I think he's one of the best passers Big men in the game, I think he is. But like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I just don't need my center. He doing is also that. very good scoring the ball too. Like he, he is, he is. It's weird though. Like some games he'll have thirty, and the next night he'll shoot like two times. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I just think, and he's so bad defensively. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's not he's not like. Uh, they play him so far away from the basket, too, and they have no one, like, especially with Millsap out now, they have no right. one to stay at home and try and protect the basket Yeah, if he gets switched out. So, yeah, I, I just think Adams is such a beast. And, like, man, as, as a uh, Bucks fan who we, like, I'm in fear that our two centers are going to be snapped in half every time there's a, a rebound opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have, like, like... Henson and like John Vaughn. Henson, John Henson, who's been you know a, a pleasant surprise um, after years of disappointment, mm-hmm. and Thon Maker, who they have Thon Maker on like the David, uh, is it I'm, I'm, who's that Olympic swimmer that went all David Phelps, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. <laughs> it's been too long. That's my that's my references are not as sharp as they could be in relation to the to the dashes and whatnot of the swimming pool world. <laughs> but uh, they have him on that Michael Phelps diet of, like, 20,000 calories and, like, crazy oh, wow. amounts of, like... Dude, he eats, like... Thon? Thon eats, like, four double cheeseburgers, like, like a day. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> he eats steaks, he eats... But he's just, like, he's probably the... Is there a weaker big man in the league? Than Thon Maker? Um, but, you know, who plays? Who plays serious backup minutes at center? Yeah, any minutes. Yeah. I feel like Grant is stronger, but that's... I don't oh, Grant, Grant is stronger for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude gets the ball... He's not seven foot one, though. But Thon gets the ball ripped from his hands like he's a child. Like, <laughs> like there's, like, a, an older brother who's, like, five years older taking something away from his younger brother. And, like, I'm a... F- Sometimes I wonder if Thon will burst into tears on the middle of the court. Like, that's how weak he is. And he might be 28 years old. Not Do you 20. believe that? I, I don't believe... I mean, 28, obviously not. But, like, dude, you know... It, on one hand, it's you kind think of he's a, 24. So yeah, so like on one hand, it's kind of embarrassing because there's this segment of Bucks fans who did like a fucking investigative like deep dive into Thon's age. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, you want to be like, okay, that's kind of creepy. Like, chill out, let the guy fucking live <laughs> yeah. his life, whatever. He was yeah. a Sudanese refugee. He's making millions of dollars. He seems like an awesome guy. Yeah, but if what they believe to be true actually happened that he went through high school twice yeah. so that he went, he was in 8th to 11th grade for like 7 or 8 years yeah something crazy like that and he's actually 23 or 24 and not 19 yeah that dramatically af- affects like um you know the 
how good a dude is going to be. Yeah. If he's 24 and he looks like this, that's a really bad sign. No doubt. So, you know, I think the Bucks have done a big sweeping flat denial, whereas everyone else is kind of like, he's probably older, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, we can't act like it doesn't matter. Like, it matters. Yeah. Not, not for, just for basketball reasons. <laughs> and for personal and reasons. for personal reasons. He's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be trusted. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Whatever. Get out of the South Sudan where yeah. you're chopping off hands. I mean, that's just a good point with rookies overall. Like, um, and in the Thunder's case, Alex Abrines, you know, was a 23-year-old rookie last year who looked like he showed a lot of promise, but the thing is, he's 23 and he's now 24. Right. And he's kind of the same player in, right. in a lot of ways. Uh, in fact, quite a bit worse than what he was last year, if we're just talking about on the percentages. But it's still a small sample size. He hasn't played uh, a whole bunch, but it's not the type of improvement you typically see from someone who was like a freshman in college yeah. the season before. Right. You know. And with the Brinas, though, like, what did you guys take him late first? Like, like we took him, I think, in the early second. Early which, second. Yeah. So you know that's a nice spot for him. You yeah. Know? Even if he doesn't pan out, it's like well. And he well, might pan out he might very pan well out. He might pan somewhere out, else. You know? <laughs> but with Thon, since we're making that comparison. Yeah. We took dude 10, and it yeah. was on the heels of Giannis's emergence. Yeah. And so everyone... And Sabonis, who else was... Sabonis was there, Jakob Pettel, the Austrian. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys. We can go through it. Oh, like, yeah. A lot of guys are who are better than the five. Yeah. But the point and is the draft just, is a crapshoot. The draft's a crapshoot, I get it. But the point is that like the media, and I think at the NBA, just fans at large, kind of bought hook, line, and sinker, like... Oh, the Bucks, they go after length and, and Giannis was unknown and Thon is unknown and yeah. and they have Bucks DNA and it's just like, nah, like Giannis is Giannis. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, we're not on some like philosophical next level. Like Howard Beck of, of Bleacher Report wrote this whole piece about like the Bucks way. It's like, nah man, we just happened to luck into Giannis. Yeah. The thing is with Thon, he was so heavily scouted um i remember watching videos of him when he was like a 16 year old or supposed like 16 year old like oh my god this guy is going to be the next greatest thing because he's got this nba body already and he's just like killing dudes yeah uh but he was against high school competition and and that was all internet shit and it was all internet shit it was all internet hype youtube videos highlight i mean we know how many whack-ass comedians are there who will post a picture of themselves at the Laugh Factory or whatever, yeah. have a YouTube thing that has thousands and thousands of hits, have tens of thousands of Twitter followers. Yeah. Have a Reddit post. That have a <laughs> <laughs> Be really hot on Reddit, like our roommate. <laughs> but the, the point is just like, we know that fluff is real, yeah. and, and it's all perception, and that isn't just limited, like, that happens with basketball players. Yeah. Like, you know. No doubt. And it's starting at a younger and younger age. Yeah. And, and I know Thon was scouted, and it's not like they just drafted him off of his YouTube highlights, but yeah. that's a huge part of like how you gain momentum and how you go from point A to B to C, and you get in this five-star camp, and you get invited yeah. to this, and it's like, yep. you know. 
what I'm trying to say is I haven't made it because I don't have a great social media profile. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. I think that's as good a point as any uh, to end this podcast on. Did you have any final thoughts, Charlie? No, man. I appreciate I appreciate you having me. And, um, yeah, I hope to come back on again at some point. Yeah. Well, we've already played the Bucks twice, but uh, we'd love to have you back to talk more Thunder basketball. Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. I think that'll be it. Alrighty, that does it for my conversation with Charlie. Thank you guys so much uh, for listening as always. Um, please make sure if you like this podcast to uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes uh, or SoundCloud, Stitcher, BeyondPod, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm going to be trying to get one of these up at least once a week from now on. I know I used to do a post-game show for every game. That started to get a, be a little too much for my schedule. Uh, but I'm happy to put out content as much as I can. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, uh, bye.